T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This week, it's all about football's biggest stage. Here's Kansas City from the 19, throwing at the goal line, and it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Woo! Baby, it feels good, man. The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? We <laughs> made s- it. Two sleeps. We made it. Two, two sleeps. sleeps. Let's go. I love that. And then we can all be depressed. As soon as it's over. I know. I hate the Monday after the Super Bowl. Hey, we got the UFL this year, though. Come on. What's that? Uh, the United Football League. Hello. I don't care. Well, I will say this. For our job, the Monday after the Super Bowl is the easiest show of the year. Yes, it is. But. Do it with your eyes closed. Yeah, you really could. I mean, there's just so many things, like yeah. the ads and I all I mean, the... we'll get through, like, you get through, like, yeah. a Wednesday, and then that <sighs> Thursday is the hangover. Like, you're riding the emotional high, you know, maybe you won, maybe you lost, a little gambling here and there, you got some commercial talk. Tuesday, you still can get into the minutia of it. Wednesday, you do the leftovers, and then Thursday, it hits you. You got to, like, spend time with your family. You got to start paying attention to college basketball. You got to find something else to gamble on. You know, pitchers and catchers, you got to find something. It's 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 a tough time. I have started dabbling in college basketball gambling. Have you? Simply to... Yeah, I have something. At least, well, I do like the action, but also just to force me to familiarize myself with the rest of uh, college <laughs> basketball outside of Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Take a take Which, that thirty thousand foot view, or in this case, maybe like an eight thousand foot view. It's not going well. I, I had Houston against Kansas, and Kansas shot like seventy percent against them. Yeah, they be, it, against the number one defense in the country. But then they go out and lose to Kansas State. I know. So uh, I don't know what to I need you. to. So I'm dabbling in college basketball betting. I even opened a, a, a an off uh, an offshore account. Yeah, it went to like Bavada or whatever. But bet online. Bet online is the other big one. Yeah. yeah. So I use them. And you got you got wet the beak a little bit. Before you know it, I'm betting the MMA. <laughs> I know nothing about it, but it, but betting allows you to get into it, right? <laughs> like to you can follow it closer when you bet on it. Yeah. Careful with the MMA betting. I was sitting over at my buddy's house once, and he was blind betting. Uh, MMA, and by the end of the evening, he was down several, several dollars, and it it kind of killed him. It, it stopped him betting for like three, four months. It Blind was, betting? What do you mean? Like uh, he doesn't know what he's he, doing. He knew nothing, and it was like it, was, it wasn't like a big US event. It was like a fight night, and so he was just uh, he was randomly betting simply based on what he thought the two guys looked like going into the octagon. It did not go well. Did not, and and maybe we had had some drinks and huh. the things spiraled out of control. Maybe, and yeah, it's you know. <laughs> 
telling you, live betting, something that you know nothing about, it's it's exhilarating, but also very, very dangerous. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. also fun. Oh, absolutely. Again, gambling is not about the money. It's about the action. Yeah, it's about the juice, man. It's about the... Well, and especially, like, what else do you have in your life that's giving you that kind of rush? That's why it's addictive. Not much, except for the blow. Well, that too. You know, Not that, me, though. I'm... That goes hand-in-hand with the gambling, though, if you're doing it right. I mean, that's the whole that. Vegas thing. Well, you're you're right. It's uh, the last football game of the season. Then we'll go on vacation for six months, and we'll be back in August. And let me just say this in uh, regards to gambling. Last night, that's a clutch loss. That is a clutch, clutch loss by our Portland Trailblazers. And you better believe me and Buckley were texting back and forth because that right there. That was a glorious thing right there. That's how you get to 28 wins. Blazers. That's exactly right. That's how you hit the under. Yep. That. Losing to those Detroit Pistons. Seemingly with three guys that just randomly for Snatched unknown reason. the jaws of victory, baby. Yeah, you're up all night, and then you find a way to choke that thing away mm-hmm. in overtime. Let's go. And to that team, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Hate to say it, but we called it. Tasty. And you know what? Tasty, and a, tasty, an assist to you, tasty. Mr. Isaac Rupp, because yeah. I threw one unit down on the yeah. Pistons plus four and a half. That was so. a good bet. Yeah. yeah. And Well, actually, it wasn't for most of the night. Well, I was sweating no, it out wasn't. there. No, that was, <laughs> but, uh, that, that that was NBA, a sweater. The NBA is crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. no lead like, is. How do you do? How do you I do that? Know. This is why I can't bet the NBA. The NFL has become a little bit like this, and that, you know, you can be up by seventeen going into the half of the Lions Niners game, and you think you're sitting pretty. But the NBA is even worse. There is no lead that I feel comfortable with in the NBA, none whatsoever. Which is why I will not feel comfortable with my twenty and a half wins until it is mathematically impossible for the Blazers to get to twenty. If you get wins. to thirty, I think you're good. We get to th- oh the thirty point lead yeah I'm not certain that you are I will never what's feel- the biggest lead ever blown in the NBA I'll take a look at that I'm sure that's an easy uh, yeah that's an easy Google I don't know about ever but when I was working in the Bay Area I did, I did a feature on the on the Warriors overcoming a twenty seven point deficit to the Raptors thirty six thirty six God the Utah Yaz defeated the Denver Nuggets one oh seven one oh three and that was nineteen ninety six at mm. the Delta Center and they were down. 70 to 36 at the half. Wonder what the live line on that was. I don't know. And then the lead increased two points to start the third quarter to get to 36. And then Jeez. they made the comeback. Well, it has become one of the best storylines of the. No, 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 no. It's the best storyline of the season for the Blazers. And that is. Your and Ryan Buckley's oh, bets. Yeah, we're going on this. It's the only thing. The I journey. Mean, it's look. It's a crappy season. No one. It's no, like whatever. It's, yeah, exactly. So there's not much to follow. No. But what has made it interesting, and I am now invested, <laughs> is uh, the Blazers' quest to shatter your dreams yeah. a second year in a row and get to 29 wins and cash. The over Those sons of bitches twenty eight and a half win total. Well, and they were playing at the beginning of the year. It was so bad, and then they went on that road trip, and I just was just smiling ear to ear, like, "Oh, this is a lock." And then they beat the Pacers, and they beat the Bucks, and then you're getting nervous. And, and then the Pistons come to town, and you're like, "Oh my God, there's another win." Yeah, but then everyone's sitting down, like all of a sudden, Scoots out, and uh, and Duops out, and 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 Aiton's out, and you're like, "Ah, ah," and then they they're they're kicking the Pistons' ass. And you're like, "Son of a bitch!" And then there we go, right down at the end, finding ways to lose big games. Simons with a nice ankle injury. That's fun. Maybe he can sit out for a while. I just say, last night was a magical. Evening. Did you see the latest on Sharp too? 
that uh, he he had successful surgery, yeah. which is wonderful, but they will not be reevaluating him for no, another six weeks. No, his ass is so. down. He's he's down. Hey, so. that's great for you guys. And Simon's had that wrap on his leg, dude. That thing was like an elephant foot. That thing was wrapped up tight. I gotta believe that's at least a week to two weeks, right? I mean, come on. Well, don't you think don't rush though, him back from that? I think you're ace in the hole on this. Is that if you get to the last two weeks of the season, maybe even longer? Yeah, they don't know. You know, now we're jockeying for for draft yeah, position. Exactly, a lot of those guys are going to be pulling the shoot. That's right, and other teams are going to be playing for play. Like the other teams are going to start ramping it yeah. up a little bit. Some of them, I feel. So some go one way, and then the other half go the other way. Look, I'm feeling pretty good at this point, sitting there at 15 and 36. There's some wiggle room we got, but at the what same are they time, on pace for? I don't feel great. Do we have a pay? You know, what we need to do every. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna commit to this. I'm gonna put it in my notes. What are we pacing? Every show, I will have a Suke Buckley bet pace. <laughs> uh, I will. I will set the pace car. What bla- what pace the Blazers are on? I did the old cross multiply and divide thing the other day just to check uh, yeah. where we needed to be. So what is How the many- record? Oh, uh, now I'm gonna have to look it up again. They're 15 it's and 36, so we're 51 in. Okay. 82 games. There's 31 games left. Uh, someone do some Kansas math to I'm figure out what, what, what sort of pace we're setting here. I got it. I got it. Three losses in a row, though. So, you know, <laughs> after that blip on the radar where that Milwaukee win, I got a little nervous, but I think we've settled back into a good a good groove. Uh, turns out my math's wrong. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how to do these problems. <laughs> If a train is leaving Tulsa <laughs> at 250 miles an hour, that can't happen because it's the U.S. We don't have high speed. So rail. there's 82 games. I'll divide that by how many have they played? Uh, they played 51 games. They got 31 left. Okay. By 51. Carry the one. <laughs> this probably point oh one six. This probably shouldn't be that hard to figure out, oh, wait, and yet sorry. we're gonna figure it out. Hold on. Someone, Damn it. Someone is saying on pace for 23 wins? Yeah, I think that's about right. All right. Just hold on. So. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, 24 yeah. wins. 24. 24.1. So we're feeling good, but at the same time, that doesn't lead us with a lot of wiggle room. Like, they get hot, and they win three, four games in a row, and now we're screwed. So. Just... Uh, I think you guys are good. But it's uh, definitely compelling. It's the most compelling thing of the whole damn season. <laughs> exactly. And this is why you gamble. Because if I wasn't gambling, mm-hmm. I promise you, I wouldn't have watched one second of last night's game. This is what I'm saying about and college you know, basketball. And you know whose ass was glued to the fourth quarter? Yeah. Me. I was watching every <laughs> bit of that. To the point where someone even looked at me and was like, dude, are you, you all right? Yeah. Because we I was like driving home in a state of panic. Well, we had a big meeting We had a big meeting. With the boss. Yes. Buckley, you want to know what went down? Uh, I think he told me very little. Oh. Well, the boss, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, the boss, Jeff Baton Rouge, yeah. our boss right there. You know, we haven't seen him in like three years no. since COVID. I think he's had COVID for like three years. I don't know whatever happened to him. Well, he's alive. Yeah. And he emails us out of the blue the other day. He's like, ah, I got to meet you guys. 6.30. At, at night, which means yeah. he's coming from Hawkinson. That's yeah. a long trip. Last night. I thought something big was happening. I thought he was leaving. Either that or some sort of, uh, there was an ailment that was, you know, he's got gout or cat aids or something. I don't think he'd call a meeting to tell us he has gout. <laughs> something concept, was though. Something was going down. Guys, I just want you to know, I called you here to tell you that I have gout. I thought maybe a health concern. And I'm I don't know. Meds. Well, he looks great. Yeah. He, he popped a couple gin and tonics in his belly. Yeah. Uh, and, there was no purpose to the meeting, and the GM was there, and then Ryan Cooley was there, yeah. and all of, and then we're just talking shop. Yeah, pretty much. And that's it. There was no, per- there was no, there was no point. No, 
No. We did get a couple <laughs> drinks out of it, so there's that. Yeah, I refused to pull my credit card at the end of that <laughs> night. I'm like, yeah, you brought us here. And that is unlike you, because you yeah. you're normally a, hey, we'll, nah, uh, we'll chip in. But I will let them pay. Yeah, at that point, you could tell there was a disgust on your yeah. face. What am like, I doing here? Yeah, we're not. We're not could this have been handled in an email? Probably not, because that was more of a, that wasn't really an email sort of meeting. It was more of a general vibe. Well, there was there were catch up. There were ideas thrown at us. Yeah, it was a vibe check. People are people always have ideas for our show. There was there was a brainstorm. Hey, what do you guys think about this? This actually wasn't a bad idea. No, no, we'll see if we pull it off. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the the odds are against that. If I'm a betting man, which I am, you don't want much expected of you here. (laughs) No, that's the whole point. Leave us alone. Let us goof off. Keep it nice and low. Yeah, bar is low. That's how we do it. All right, well, uh, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. I would imagine we'll talk about that today. Joey Harrington will be on at 5.30. We will have Rop in the Bank, the final Rop in the Bank of the season at 5.15. It didn't go well for me last uh, week. I missed both games. Well, if I look here. It's not been going well for me at all. Well, I had the Niners, but the Niners didn't cover those sons of bitches. 60, 73, 76. Carry the one. You and, you're doing a lot of math today. We are down 89 units total. Yeah, buddy. That's... There are five people that have made picks. Yeah. On Rop in the Bank. Souk, Rop, Buck, Schultze, and Ortner mm-hmm. combined down 89 units, and not one of us is in the positive. No. I was in the positive until last week when I lost both. You were not in the positive. Yeah, I, I was until positive. I missed a week uh, on leave, and then I went on tilt and everything fell yeah, apart. Yeah, you have not been on a good run. No. But you did have a good run. We've all uh, yeah, had yeah. runs, no. but look. Uh, it's a rough go. Yeah. So, we might switch that up for next year. Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. Time to time to bounce back. So let's bet any number of units you want. <laughs> One million units. Bags of cash. I'm going all in. That'll be at 515. Um, all right, we'll get our poll question in, and then we'll talk about um, – Chip Kelly. You guys shut up. I think this is one of the more unique stories I've ever seen in college football. Shut up. Uh, that will be uh, coming up, three, uh, 312 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's get to our poll question today. It is, uh, as always, on X at 1080thefan and brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Today we're very simply asking you who will win, Chiefs, Niners, or Taylor Swift? And right now uh, the Niners have a very slight lead, uh, 35%. Kansas City, 33%, and T-Swizzle, 32%. Well, Taylor Swift will win no matter what because she's Taylor Swift. What Taylor Swift, damn. <laughs> Taylor Swift doesn't really lose. Um, I don't know. I don't have a great feel on this. Again, there's this, the, the further this week has gone on, the more I'm, I'm leaning back towards San Francisco. But every bit of my 
Bean at the start of this said just Kansas City. They just I, I trust Kansas City. They're they're playing better. San Francisco hasn't looked good. San Francisco really hasn't looked good since that Ravens beat down. Uh, when in doubt, take the better coach, take the better quarterback. I think Kansas City has both of those. Um, and on battles of offense versus defense, defense usually wins in these sorts of games. Kansas City's defense is superior uh, to San Francisco's defense in in just about every way. So there's just. But there's just something I don't know. There's just it's a it's a weird vibe I have where now I'm kind of maybe I'm overthinking it and I'm like ah San Francisco, but I'm I'm sticking with Kansas City. I don't love well, it. It won't be a big play for me, but again for all those reasons I just said, I'm taking Kansas City. Have you seen the uh, latest uh, that the Forty Winers are griping about? What are they bitching about now? Latest well, they keep getting screwed over. Is what latest they keep development. About now. I knew that was coming from old Forty Winer fan over there. For heaven's sake, Ryan Well, I didn't Buckley. hear the Chiefs fire alarm getting pulled in the middle of the night. Or oh, that was early the other morning. day, though. No, it was last night, wasn't it? Six oh, a.m. No, I saw that. It was this morning? No, I saw that at least yesterday. No, they were. I think they were complaining about it today because it happened yesterday. Uh, yeah, okay. like Christian McCaffrey was was, but it was like ten minutes before he was yeah. supposed to get up. It, that's what they said. It was yeah. the worst time to be awakened. It oh. was at six a.m., which I'm like, aren't you're a high level athlete? Aren't you like? Yeah, I think the bigger gripe is the practice field situation. Yeah, the one I the yeah, one again I, the forty winers. Is there anything else you need to bitch about before the game? <laughs> yeah, how about just give us the same treatment as the Chiefs? How about that? How about you shut up and deal with it? How about I won't? Making excuses, Buck. Yeah, well. You are wearing the whites, though. You know I love the whites. I know. I know you do. Love the all whites. They have great unis. They do. Well, both both uh, are great looks. But the Niners, to me, that may be the best thing going. Classic. And, you know, that and the Packers. I just, I, There's just something great about it. But the Niners, it pops. I'm pulling for San Francisco, even though I'm, I'm, I'm betting Kansas City it's not going to be a big bet. I'd like to see San Francisco get it done. And for all the talk about Kansas City, and again, I think Kansas City just is is the right side of this. There is something when you look at it, you know, like San Francisco has an all-star roster. You have a you have a, a Hall of Fame left tackle, you have a Hall of Fame tight end, you've got two really, really good receivers. Uh, you have the best back in football. You have uh, the best linebacker in in uh, in all of football. You've got a very very good you know one of the two or three very best edge rushers. I mean, there's a lot to like about San Francisco. It's just well, they I are favored. I mean. I, I, then I and maybe that's why. Is when you look at rosters, you know, just from a, a raw talent standpoint, I think you can point to San Francisco. But I think in totality, it's, it's, it's a hard. It's hard for me to say that San Francisco is the better team. If you if you asked which roster you'd rather have, it would probably be the 49ers if it weren't for Mahomes. I mean, right. that, that's the yeah. only difference. Agreed. Well, and I, I just think that we are still sleeping on Kansas City's defense. I don't. Uh, Kansas City won. Kansas City's defense won them a Super Bowl last year. It's gotten them to this point, and I just I think that's one of those that we just. Normally when we enter a Super Bowl and you've got a defense, like the Niners had a couple years ago when they played in this thing the first time, or when Seattle just beat the ever-living snot out of the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning, just annihilated them, right? Humiliated them. And we, we, we normally, or, or Baltimore with their defense, normally when you get a defense like that, it's, you know, we just, we won't shut up about it. And... For some reason, with this Kansas City defense, that has just been suffocating. Look at what it did to look at what it did to some really, really good offenses. Miami's offense really dynamic. Buffalo's offense really good. The the the, the Ravens' offense really good, and it's it's put the kibosh on every one of them. They haven't allowed thirty points all game or all year long. They got playmakers at all three levels, and yet we're not talking about Kansas City's defense. They haven't given up thirty all year. No, they haven't given up thirty all year. I don't wow. Think. You don't think. I, I need to double check that, what? but I'm pretty certain that I saw that today. Pretty certain. That they've played 
uh, any any playoff team, at least maybe it was with the, no playoff team had scored 30 against them. Walking but it back. Let me look. I want to double check. Okay. I want to double check. I want to be fair and accurate. <clears throat> well, the uh, Vancouver the, Ford text line can be reached at 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale, VancouverFord.com. So vote on our poll question. It's on X at 1080thefan. Uh, we will switch gears. We'll get back to yeah. the uh, Super Bowl. No 30. Yeah, they've not given up 30 to anybody. Never to anyone. 30. Nope. Accurate info. Yeah. You are disseminating to the people. But I wanted to be... when you, It's funny, because when you said that, you're like, to no one? Now, immediately in my head, I'm like, wait, did I did I miss that? Maybe that surprised I me. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's Again, because we're just... I don't think we're talking about their defense the way we have pretty, uh, other other elite defenses. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, one topic, though, we got to sneak in here. Uh, before we get back to uh, the the big game, is um, Chip Kelly? We have Chip Kelly news today. Dude, just you... yesterday we were talking about this that Chip uh, leaving UCLA seemed imminent. Yeah. I mean, you don't just go volunteer yourself to interview for lesser jobs if you, you know, I mean, if yeah. you're trying to stick around. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, he's just basically saying, just let me go. Yeah, UCLA. Yeah. Well, he so Bill O'Brien did take the Boston College job. Ryan Day, his old buddy, Chip Kelly's old buddy, uh, hired him as his offensive coordinator. So Chip Kelly is leaving the head coaching position at UCLA to stay in the Big Ten as Same an conference. offensive coordinator. It's wild. I, I don't know wow. if I've ever seen a bigger depancing of a, of, a, of a major university's football team quite like this. I mean, I know Has you this s- ever happened? Not that I, not a that coach I'm coach voluntarily dumping his school for a lesser gig and leaving eight and a half. Chip Kelly gave up eight and a half million dollars. It's wild to voluntarily quit to go be an offensive coordinator in the same conference as your new team. I, I, <laughs> I mean, he, I, he's I never getting hired again as a head coach, is he? I, you can't. You just this is like there's too much stink on that. He just gave up, right? This is Gary Anderson level. <laughs> the only thing I can equate this to is Gary Anderson walking away from I think it was twelve million, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in that range. Of course, we know with Gary, there might have been some other stuff going on. There, there was other stuff yeah. going on. Gary had some <laughs> personal issues. As far as we know, Chip didn't have skeletons like that going on. Not that I know of. I don't think he had a co-ed problem. He just. <laughs> And that's the thing is, they were going to fire him. They were going to fire him. And then he, he whooped USC's ass, and they're like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you around. And it was almost like when he beat USC, and they're like, well, we're not going to pay you the buyout. Chip was like, <laughs> you're going to fire me. Watch this. And he just kept daring him to fire him, and then he wouldn't. And so eventually he was like, screw this. I don't care about the money. I've made enough. I'm going to walk away. So realize that if you're UCLA, you haven't won. You haven't had a 10-win regular season this century. Hasn't happened. The best you've ever done is nine games in the regular season. With a bowl game, you've won ten games. But you've been through what now? This will be your your fifth coach. Uh, You just finished with the dead last in 18 teams in the Big Ten. Dead last in recruiting. I think 89th overall Mm. in the country. Mm. You just lost what was supposed to be the future of your your team and Dante Moore to another Big Ten rival. Mm. Your defensive coordinator, who was viewed as one of the best young defensive coordinators in college football and was the highlight of your team, he left to take the same job at USC. Mm. And now your head coach. Oh, and by the way, he might be a, uh, a candidate to replace you now back at UCLA. Yeah. And now your head coach quit 
left $8.5 million on the table that he said, I would rather lose $8.5 million than coach your crappy-ass team, and I'm going to go be a coordinator, a demotion, at one of your rivals now. Oh, and by the way, the transfer portal is now open for the next 30 days on any of your players, and you can't bring any back in. I've never seen a program that was laid so bare. That's not a UCLA is not a great program. Like I said, it, they haven't this century. They haven't won ten games in the regular season. But this isn't Colorado. This isn't Oregon State. No, they win. They win seven, eight, nine games. And this it's still this a happened? sexy job, especially oh with the, the new conference. You I think mean, it's a sexy job? Uh, I don't. I, don't think I mean, it is. okay, maybe. I don't think it is. Look, I think Ooh. it's this escalated quickly, man. UCLA jumps to the Big Ten, and we thought, wow. You know, USC, UCLA, that's great for them. Dude, they're an instant bottom feeder. Yes. I mean, they. this is this is really it's, it's get bizarre. Bad. It is getting bad. It already yeah, is. Yeah, but this year, with their schedule, dude, it is going to be... If if the portal comes through like I think it may, that you, you, we think... We it might may, wipe them out. It, Nobody it, wants it, that job. It, it may just be it a death It should sense. be a good job, I guess, is what I'm thinking. But I don't but know. Not. And again, if you look at, at budget deficits... And I'm not talking about school. I'm talking just athletic programs. If you look at, at what UCLA does every year, it is one of the the, the biggest uh, just eaters of money across the country. They lose money every single year, and not three or four million dollars. One year they operated like at a sixty million dollar loss. I mean, they're like I went through like year by year, like the last eight or nine years, and it's like fifteen million, twenty million, twenty two. One year it was sixty. And oh, and by the way, you play in a stadium that's a hundred thousand seat stadium. That's an hour away from your campus that no one goes to. I mean, you're playing in front of twenty-five to thirty-five thousand people in a hundred thousand seat stadium. Remember when they played Oklahoma a couple years ago, and they were offering free tickets to anyone that went to the Oklahoma game. You could get free tickets to other games because they were they were worried that only Oklahoma fans were going to show up at the Rose Bowl. That's how bad it is. So the apathy has set in. You have a completely inadequate stadium. They're trying to get a new small one built on campus, but again, the the, the program is hemorrhaging money. UCLA might sneaky be one of the worst, what would you say, like of the non- traditional crap teams, Vanderbilt and, you know, the programs that... Like have, a one-story program that now you can't come back from? It might be the worst job... Like a Nebraska-type situation? That we don't think about as a bad job. Yeah, just ask Chip Kelly. If he, I mean, he'll probably talk eventually, and, dude, I can't wait to hear what he says. It's unbelievable. Because they obviously, some went really south. I mean, he probably didn't like the fact that they almost fired him anyway. Yeah. But then, I mean, this lasted a long time, so something else happened, right? Yes. Like, something. if he were going to leave... He just would have left. He would have gone... Like, uh, unless he was like... Unless he was convinced that, hey, they're just going to have to fire me and give me my money. Yeah. And he got to the point where he was like, well, they're not going to fire me because they're too cheap to pay my my buyout, so I, I guess I'll just leave. Wow. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And his career arc, I tell you what, man... that. We got to come back and talk about it's an. Am- I, I can't no. explain him. It's a fall from grace anymore. That's pretty stuff. But he's not. But he's not bad. But he's not. No. I, I mean, I mean, our recent pretty, history shows he's, he's not good. good. Well, but he. But I disagree. I think that at Philly he was pretty good. He's all right. That's he's just, been a long time since Philly. I know San Francisco. He had no chance, and he only got the one year, and they yeah. had no players. Right. Yeah. Um. And then UCLA. He's actually done. I mean, that team 
since he took it over, they were only winning three or four games, and now they're winning eight and nine games. They're five hundred during his six years there. I know, but when he but well, that's that's not a good way to <laughs> it's put true. it. It's true. Well, it is, but but he, they should have been a top they, half team in the Pac twelve. But they weren't, and so when he got there, the, he only won three or four games. Now he's winning eight or nine. Like he turned that thing around. Yeah. And there's a couple times when we've watched UCLA uh, during the season. I think this past season, maybe or at least early, and certainly la- the season before that. Where you look at them and go, man, that team's pretty tough. Should be better. That team's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Like two years ago, I was reading one of the college football scribes was talking about how two years ago with Charbonnet and um, DTR, they led the football in rushing. Yeah. Uh, their defense this past year was pretty nasty. Yeah. So I just, I don't think he's bad, but he's had just the weirdest career arc. So we'll get to that. And who should UCLA hire? We do have some odds uh, coming up next. But first, Buck with Sports Center. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're talking about Chip Kelly. He has gone to Ohio State to be their offensive coordinator. And should Ryan Day be fired, he will probably be the interim head coach at Ohio State. Maybe that's the whole thing. Because <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of this. That's his plan? This, Shut up. I thought that when the Ravens ran the ball six times in the AFC title game, I thought nothing was going to consume my mind more than that for a period of months. I just I, I still haven't processed that. It's some sort of childhood trauma I'm working through. The Chip Kelly one is going to replace that. I, how a, a man making $6 million and is the head coach at UCLA and seemingly has them pointed in the right direction, as you said, to be fair, even though they're 500, they, he, he has turned that program from a bottom feeder into a solid upper third Pac-12 program, beat the in-state rival, going to the Big Ten with an influx of cash, full share, unlike Oregon and Washington. So that should solve some of their financial issues. And he leaves to really take any job. Like, he, you think about the jobs that he applied for. He never once, he tried to get the BC job, I guess. But oh, he th- did? Yeah, but that was that was previous. He, he was trying to leave. So he, he didn't, he didn't try to get the BC job this year, it doesn't sound like, because maybe he knew he didn't have a, a shot at it. But he he applied for every open coordinator job that the NFL had. And when that didn't work out, he just said, F it, I'll go do the Ohio State one. I just I've never seen anything like it. And it'll pay him a million, million and a half bucks, but he's and, and he didn't force UCLA to fire him. I just I've never I've never seen it. I cannot process this. This yeah. is unprecedented territory. Yeah. Somebody te- uh, the Vancouver Ford text line will read this. It says uh conference realignment, NIL, and the transfer portal is gonna be great for college sports. Jay Wright, who got players uh who got great players to redshirt, leaves Villanova, Sabin retires, Kelly leaves UCLA. 
Um, isn't this a sign that college athletics is a dumpster fire and not the shiny object it's propped up to be? Well, I'm not going to say that one guy, you know, doing this is a, is a dumpster fire. I, I think well, he there's... mentioned three, well... but but also you could add to that. Like if I piggyback off his, I think his thought is Jay Wright. It's not just Jay Wright. It's yeah. it's Jay Wright, and Jay Wright's not that old. No, Chris Peterson did this. Well, it's... I just think that the changing landscape means that now the ideal candidate to lead a program is a different it's type different. of coach well, than, that's than it was before. And I think that's his point. His yeah. point is Jay Wright's gone. Roy Williams bowed out. Coach K bowed out. Yeah. Jim Beheim bowed out. It can't just be about being a good coach. It has to be the recruiting. It has to be the hustling. It has to be the transfer portaling, the NIL stuff. Like you got to be willing to be a CEO of all that, and a lot of these guys aren't. Nick Saban bowed out. Um, who else? I mean, uh, this Boston. You have you have a Power Five head coach leaving to go be a coordinator. Yeah, Jeff in the NFL, yep. you have a uh, Power Five head coach making six million dollars a year, leaving to the same conference as an offensive coordinator, which is stunning. Yep. I mean, to his point, there is yeah. a shift yeah. for sure. There are guys that are looking at this, going, I- "I'm not playing in this game." No, and you know, I-, I don't know. Chip's still in college; he still has to recruit. Well, and that's but that's what maybe I'm... Ryan Day is like, "Yeah, dude, just well, come here, run the offense." Well, that's and... what I'm wondering if because clearly. Chip didn't want to be at UCLA no matter what. I, I wonder if the Ohio State job hadn't come up if Chip just still doesn't quit and just say, I just, whatever, I'll go do ESPN. Right? I, I just, I'm not doing this. Uh, because it's not fair to anyone. It wasn't fair to, and, and I'm not trying to put this all on Chip. It, what was happening was not fair to UCLA. You can't do that to the kids. You can't do it to the athletic department. You can't. You just, you can't be the 80, what, 89th best recruiting team in the country at UCLA and be interviewing for every job and then expect to to roll roll into into the team meeting and be like, okay, guys, here we go. You can't do it. And Chip knew that, which is ultimately why he resigned and, and left all that money on the table. But I wonder if after the NFL stuff didn't work out, if he called Ryan Day or if maybe this conversation had already happened, and we'll see you know how much this leaks out, if, if he just simply said to Ryan Day, man, I don't want to deal with any of this crap. And Ryan Day said, we're, we're Ohio State, dude. We, we recruit ourselves. Everyone on this roster is a great recruiter, and like you said, sit in the office. You don't have to do a damn thing. Run my offense. Call plays. When we bring kids in, you know, you, you know, meet with them, whatever. But because by all accounts, when when you're in the, the 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 building, Chip isn't a bad guy. His players speak highly of him. I know plenty of guys that played under him in Oregon that said he's a good dude. He's just a little bit different. And maybe that doesn't appeal to an 18-year-old kid trying to convince him to come to him. But once you're there, I don't think Chip's a guy that's going to run people off. I don't think he's a demonstrative sort of, you know, uh, scream at you in your face all the time sort of guy. So he goes to, to Ohio State. My guess is million and a half, maybe close to two million bucks a year. And you get to work with arguably the most talented team in America, one of the top two or three. And you don't have to deal with any sort of recruiting crap. You don't have any of the pressure that goes along with it. And you can go back to what you were doing at New Hampshire, which is just running an offense. Yeah, I, I just... And a guy he respects in Ryan Day. Career arc, I, I I just have been racking my brain over somebody that's similar. And I just can't... I just cannot believe that... It, because we all, you know, obviously had a front row seat to Oregon's, Oregon's run under Chip Kelly for four years. He went 46-7, and seven, dude. Yep. He lost three games in four years yep. in the conference. Yep. Uh, he won the Rose Bowl. He damn near won the national championship, um, and that was his first head coaching job. So it's like we're going. Oh my God, this guy is. He was the talk of college football. Yes, and he, again, he, he scared Nick Saban. He scared yes. all of those people. He changed the game. Yeah, innovative, and so it was like, wow, this guy is. You know, Oregon's really lucky to have this guy. Well, you look now, and we're looking at 
basically 14 years later. Yeah. I'll go to my grave saying he's a good coach because he he was a he has a winning record everywhere he's been with the exception of San Francisco. Yeah. And that one he got hung out to That was not his I mean no, that was just not his a, fault. he was desperate for that job and yep. Um, took it and went two and fourteen, and they turfed him. That's the same. That's like the year after Jim Tom Sula was there. Yeah, it was, they, the Niners at that point were a mess. Yeah. So I'm going to throw that out. If you throw that out, in the COVID season they went three and four. But I remember the COVID season, and I thought that was the first time at UCLA we saw. Whoa, you know, Chip Kelly's like they're better. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep, I do. But even if we let's just say we throw that out, they were three and four. If you want to count that, count it. But if you take COVID out and the San Francisco season out. He has had a winning season in nine of his 12 seasons as a head coach, no matter where he's been. Yeah, two 10-win seasons in Philly. Actually, 10 of 12, if you take the COVID season out. Nine of 12, if you leave it in. So, And he was dominant at Oregon. It's just a really bizarre yeah. twist of fate with him. And I don't... I just don't know what to make of it. It's just I've never seen anything like it, the, like you said. And The only thing I can equate it to, and it's it's going to be such a weird comp but I'm, I'm sitting here as you're talking and i'm trying to rack my brain and you're right i i can't think of another coach that had this and so the, follow me it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit to get around i'm gonna go to women's mma <laughs> what this is gonna be where my comparison goes he's ronda rousey he's ronda rousey so when he entered the world of college football huh. he brought with it something that we hadn't seen before he was unique when Ronda Rousey entered female MMA, no one had seen anything like her. She was unique. And for a brief time, there was nothing bigger, brighter, shinier, the biggest star. And she just dominated. And then what happened is the rest of the sport caught up to her. And she was no longer just this ungodly, unstoppable, what is this? Everyone adjusted. And when everyone else adjusted, she didn't have another adjustment. And it doesn't mean that she was a terrible fighter. And it didn't mean that what she did wasn't great. But she got exposed a little bit when the one thing that she did no longer was this great difference maker. Chip came into Oregon and he was this unique guy that that, that brought a different concept to the world of college football that we hadn't seen. And he changed it. He changed the game. I remember when we were talking to, to Ohio State players and they said they were doing extra conditioning. Teams changed the way they were preparing when they played Oregon because of the style. And he would run the same play seven times in a row. I used to sit there and watch his offense and be like, God, this seems so basic. And yet no one can stop it. Right? It just was this, this meteoric rise. But then everyone caught up. And it was no longer this unique thing. Everyone kind of took a component to it. And people learned to adjust. And once that happened... He never learned another another move. He never learned a counterpunch. And that doesn't mean that he's not a smart guy. It doesn't mean that he's not a good coach. And like you said, he's had success. But once that one element of his game, the blur kind of, I'm not going to say it became obsolete, but it became commonplace. And everyone went to the no huddle. And everyone went to, 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 to tempo. And everyone went to all that. And people got used to playing against it. Yeah. It was no longer scary. So maybe this tells us that when... So when he caught lightning in a bottle and he popped and it worked at Oregon and it was amazing. Yeah. We maybe should have at that time seen that, you know, this isn't, it's not like he's how mummy or, you know, the Mike Leach thing. Like I was thinking of other innovators in football, much more sustainable. Yeah. And some people did say that. 
but at the Did time, they? at the time, it sounded like sour grapes. Oh, because you who could, said that? Well, uh, I, do I you mean, remember? Uh, well, I remember a lot Big of the Suk? a lot of the SEC people talked about. This. Oh, did they? Yeah, and it was just viewed as sour grapes. Right. And it was viewed as you can't keep up. And I do remember talking to people and I remember hearing that people said that this isn't people will adjust. Yeah. So it was just a little we maybe we overvalued he was the how long that could last. He was the right guy at the right time. Yeah. Right. And what he did was phenomenal. But, and the at the right school. Yeah. And and when he played sometimes he I remember when he played LSU and when he played some of those and that offense didn't look quite as great. And that's what people said is there is a there is a way to beat this, and it's just with these physical freaks because it's not a complex offense. I heard that a million times that what they do is very very simple, but you have to have the horses to beat it, and you have to really be dialed in. It was like when when the option, you know, when you're playing the option, it was just something different. Well, the, the athletes didn't necessarily change, right? The, the, against elite teams, he was a 500 coach. Teams he, that could get early stops against him created all kinds of problems. Yes. For him. And the problem with it was is that once we went from, yeah, elite athletes can beat a lot of schemes. But once that scheme and people had seen it and everyone started to run it and, you know, Gus Malzahn ran this and then it started trickling down. I mean, I think he forced the SEC, including Nick Saban and these teams, to go to spread offenses. Like I said, he changed college football. But when it went from he was the only one doing it or a couple people doing it to all of a sudden 75% of the teams, not only did you have athletes that could stop it, but eventually people were like, yeah, I'm used to this. Well, how many teams in college even huddle anymore? And when he started this, almost everybody was. Yeah. And it was just, it, it yeah. was different. And that's why I go back to, you know, so like I, I go back to the fighting thing. Sometimes people go in with a different style that no one has seen before and they're just not used to it. Again, I'll, I'll do the, the an MMA thing. Jiu-Jitsu used to be the end-all to be-all in mixed martial arts. And now it's just a thing because everyone learned to, everyone learned, okay, this is kicking our ass. We're going to make adjustments, and once you, you once you've adjusted to it, it's no longer this big scary elephant in the room, and people adjusted to Chip. Well, was, he was very innovative, yes. but at the same time, he, it was just a moment in time. Yeah, and I think we just assumed that man, this guy's just going to keep innovating, and he just Didn't. we should have looked at it the other way. It's yeah. like, look, this is going to end at some point. Well, it's really hard to innovate twice like that. Beat Auburn, <laughs> right? It's like, I mean, you're asking someone to invent like. You know, invent invent the light bulb, and oh yeah, then yeah. by the way, go invent the car. Well, and this is also complicated in a sense that there's the other thing of where he wanted to get to the NFL. Yeah, and he did, mm-hmm. and then he got kind of sort of railroaded out of the NFL, or yeah. helped railroad himself out of the NFL. He's a tough guy. And now, and then he goes back to college because it's really his only option. And now it looks like he's angling to get back to the NFL. No one wants him. Um, well, they don't want him yet, but I bet <laughs> you he's back in the NFL before long. He's trying. And the other thing about him is, you know, in college, it, the other there's so many layers to him, but he's he wasn't really willing to play the game, which is why he had his eye. NFL is just coaching football. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. That's what he is. The recruiting thing and now with the NIL and all this and being at a school that is kind of behind the eight ball in terms of what they're willing to pony up for you, he knows he's not winning at UCLA. He no. can't keep up. And so he's just, I don't know, like he's wired different. He's not just going to. He's not so competitive that he'll just beat his head against a wall and just keep trying to do it. He knows he's behind the eight ball. And he's like, forget it. I'll just go somewhere. And and maybe too that once you get all that money and you get all that all those uh, accolades, your work ethic, yeah. you know that that is a human thing. He seems like a pretty well adjusted human actually, um, in some ways. Maybe he just kind of got a little lazy. 
All you know, all points. of these things could be a part of the Chip Kelly story. Yeah. Um, of course, we won't ever really know, but it's just a very, I mean, I just can't think of another career arc like his. Jeek. Somebody mentioned Rich Rod, and that's not, I mean, Rich no. Rod didn't do anything in the no. NFL. Yeah, and, and didn't he, even try. I think they're just saying more that, like, the speed option and, and doing something yeah. that not a lot of other people were doing yeah. at the time, and, but and it he, didn't revolutionize well, things the way Chip was but doing. But Rich Rod's just been a very good college football coach he just is i mean he did not have that much success at michigan but at the same time at michigan they only give you two or three years he got three years there that's it and by the way his last year he had a winning record and you're gone but they fired him so it's like and then he went to arizona did pretty good i i don't know um there's no comparison for chip it's very unique and i'm hoping at some point um to talk to him again you know he's not that young he's 60 yeah and i and he, we know him, and we built a relationship with him. I, I, I just would love to, when it's all said and done, I don't know, maybe he'll write a book or something, but I just want to pick his brain yeah. about all this. Because it's just really... Yeah. Maybe you can go chat him up at Big Ten Media Day. Be a really nice, unique. It'd be a nice story. Nobody wants to go to Big Ten Media Day here, okay, <laughs> Buckley? Stop <laughs> planting that seed. I think Dirt and Sprague are going to love it. You could talk to Chip. In Indianapolis. Well, you get him on the horn. You're our producer. I'll Isn't try. that your job? Yeah, that's you know that Chip's not going to... Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll ask Tell him Chip. who we are. He'll okay. be like, oh, yeah, I love those guys. Ah, shut up. Get to it, Buck. He'll be like, I'll go on that show. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Tell him to come see me in Indianapolis. Shut up my mouth. So who does uh, UCLA hire? Buckley over there has odds next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, uh, we will talk about the history of Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl coming up next. But Buckley has a list, an odds list, of next UCLA coach. Because if you're just tuning in, Chip Kelly left. To go be the OC at Ohio State. He quit. (laughs) Yes, he did. Bill O'Brien went to BC. BC, So now we have another opening. Yep, transfer portal. So this is from bookies.com. These are implied odds. You can't actually bet them yet, but they're saying uh, that this is where they would start. Uh, first one, Jeremy Chadwell out at Liberty, three, yeah. to, three to one odds. Okay. Then Danton Lynn, we've brought him up. He was the D coordinator there. He's since gone to USC to be the D coordinator there, possibly him coming back, plus 350. David Shaw, plus 450. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's good. Tony White, plus 650. He is the DC, I believe, at Nebraska. PJ Fleck, seven to one odds. No. Ryan Grubb, 15 to one odds. Hmm. Barry Odom at UNLV, 20 to 1 odds. Ooh, I like him. Yeah. That's a good coach. Done a nice job with nothing. Yeah, he's a good coach. I, I don't know if he'd take that job, but 
because he'll he'll probably if he knows if he stays at UNLV and keeps doing what he's doing, he he'll he might be a hot name. Yeah, he'll get years. a better job. Jonathan Smith not on the list. Not on that list. He wouldn't leave Michigan State, or would he? I would for his hometown school. Yeah, Another name I've seen thrown around, Will Stein. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. interesting. David Shaw. David Shaw is the one that hell kind of, of a hire. Kind of that would be good interest. for them. If if he wanted that job, I think you give him that job because the parallels to Stanford, even though it's not like Stanford, a very challenging doing more with less. Yeah. Uh, that's what he did at Stanford. Well, and and you know now with the influx of cash, maybe they won't be as strapped. Um, you know, there's is there a commitment there to win? You do have the stadium thing, but you're right, David Shaw. The challenges at UCLA would be laughable compared to the challenges at, at Stanford. But does David Shaw want to play in this new world of kissing ass and NIL? Don't know. Pete Carroll? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? I don't think Pete wants that job either. I don't think that's a good job. Not a bad job. But it's I, I say it's not a great job. How about that? Well, I tell you, I, th- I think worse of it than you do. Yeah. I, I mean, that they're a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. They are. It could be it could be a rough go, and I also don't know what sort of support in NIL they have. And if well, you don't if you don't have that in today's world of of college football, not only that, but you're screwed. I think, I mean, doesn't any coach that's going to take that job do they talk to Chip? I would certainly. Don't hope. you got to place that phone call? Absolutely. And then what does he say? He's like, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Be careful. I would love to know, and he won't do it. But I would love to know what he really thinks. Well, that's what I was saying last yeah, segment. Yeah, like, a, yeah. I think eventually we can get there with him, but I don't know. I don't know if he ever really spills the beans on that. Well, I, but you know, they talk when these guys talk. They yeah, you can kind of decipher. Yeah, they'll let you in a little bit, right? right? Yeah. I mean, and he'll probably say, you know, he'll be asked about it, and he'll probably be like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> time uh, and family. He'll a bunch of code speak that'll make zero sense. Or well, see, I disagree. I, th- I think he'll tell you without telling you. Mm. Like, it, he'll talk about support and you know. A school, you know, it's just great to be at a school with all this support. What does that tell you? That tells you he didn't have it at you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, things like I, that. I know, but I don't know if he's going to because ultimately, I think the biggest, the biggest factor in this, and I stand by it, is that Chip Kelly hates college football. He does, but he took a college football job because he couldn't get an NFL one. I think he hates. Uh, how about this? He doesn't hate college football. He hates recruiting. He does. I think he hates managing college football. He, exactly. like, like the, the, the administration of college football. I think he hates dealing with boosters. And he took the closest Exodus job he could get. In he that hates dealing with boosters. He hates dealing with uh, uh, faculty. And I think he really does ultimately hate having to um, kiss ass. He is not good at it. It's what got him fired in the NFL. And in today's world of college football, you have to kiss the ass of 18- and 19-year-old kids. Well, that was the thing in San Francisco is, yeah, he got a little bit of a rough shake there, but if he had played nicer, he would have lasted They longer. hated him, and they hated him in Philadelphia. So, And so that's where I, I don't know if you ever really get the, the true story. But All right, coming up next, the history of Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl. It's 401 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.